I'm well, what about them dreams? <laughs> <laughs> Don't. Jeez. Don't go for your Dream dreams. killer. <clears throat> the worst you can do is shoot for the stars and then you can land on the moon or you shoot no. for the stars and then you end up floating through space. No, sorry, type three. I'm not talking about your aspirations. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about oh. your literal dreams. <laughs> um, yeah. Like it could be that, that it's like there's feelings that really need to be felt. Sometimes it is just like there are some big feelings that you're not willing to admit. The Big Hormone Enneagram. I'm John Lukovich, 415, sexual self-prez, 458 tragics. I'm David Gray, self-prez sexual, 9 with one wing, 974 trifics. What up, it's Emika. I'm an 8 wing 7, sexual self-prez, with 854 fixes. Hi, I'm Nancy. I'm a 3 wing 4, self-prez social, with 369 trifics. Hi, I'm Alexandra. I'm a social self-preservation, 9 wing 1, 963 trifics. If you like or hate us, make sure you go like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and make sure you leave us a review. I don't. I'm know. hearing. I don't. I'm hearing echo. I don't hear it. I do. <laughs> okay, how's that? Is there echo still? Uh, uh, no, I don't hear an echo anymore. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm gonna get my headphones just in case. Yeah, everyone should have headphones. <laughs> Can we can we be a little bit? Such a parent. <laughs> We're like I, I do not want to be this at this point. <laughs> I do not want to be annoyed when I'm editing. It's annoying as fuck. So I'm going to be annoying he will now. Turn this car around, <laughs> and he will go home. <laughs> Welcome to Big Hormone Enneagram. We're recording this at the end of four hours of recording uh, in Dream Time. So we're a little less enthusiastic than normal, but we've got Kristen back uh doing her her dream stuff uh and we're doing plugs buy my book please please rate and review my book uh josh levine and i have a new uh enneagram school called the enneagram school.com <laughs> and we launched uh our first course and uh on that material about the centers and the developmental view of the centers that josh was on uh, a couple episodes ago and we've got one more class left, but we realized that we got to uh, add more to the class. So like at least two more classes, because uh, there's just been so much more material than we realized. So um, if you're still interested in it, uh, we're going to figure out the kinks, but you can still sign up and watch the, uh, the episode, the, not the episodes, the classes where you did and catch up and, you know, get in on it. And then I want to announce uh, Courtney... Courtney's got her website up. Oh, uh, if nice. you're looking to uh, get Courtney's input, uh, let me—it's CourtneySmithConsulting.com. Okay, <laughs> and just uh, have that out there, and I think that's what it is. Cool. Uh, all right. And Doesn't your partner have a yeah. website? Yeah, though? that's. I'm wanting her to. <laughs> oh, okay. My bad. My bad. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, Alexander, you what guys, do you got? You guys can't just fucking let me have my moment, can you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Your friendly neighborhood nine has mobilized and After my website bullied. is... <laughs> She's not friendly. <laughs> After these fucking four finally shut up and left me alone, I now have my website up. Um, it is called Saturn Ruled Nine. So Saturn Ruled Nine, the number nine dot com. Um, on that, it's, you know, it's still a baby now. It's in still in baby stages. But at the very least, we have the contact page at the end and we have the information for um, astrology readings if you guys are interested in that. Um, things to come in the future are blog posts about the Enneagram that I come to, you know, come to write and just blast about. Um, as well as astrology findings as they relate to the Enneagram and eventually still kind of working out the format, but there is going to be um, a reality TV just component to it. Still kind of workshopping what that's going to look like, but yeah, Saturn ruled nine. Um, bookings are back open. So 
They will close up soon because I'm a tired woman and can't take too much at once. So get it while it's hot. SaturnRuled9.com. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> DAA Dark Art Academy. We're getting an experiential fluency of the Enneagram through uh, the practice of typing. Just as we learn these concepts through books, descriptions of this podcast, like learning how to apply them in real time getting sort of like um, an intuition for how these types show up. We recently did a class on, uh, what did we do? Oh, we did a class on this recent sort of seven exodus, realizing, <laughs> realizing that, uh, you know, we uh, sevens aren't as common as we thought that there are uh, a lot of nines that uh, we mistyped a lot of nines at sevens. So especially when they're DJ. Yeah. It's especially when they're DJ assertive types. And we have Josh. Me. Yeah. We have Josh coming on to talk about this developmental view uh, of the centers and how that might relate to typing. Uh, so that look out for that. And we've also done a class on Fiona Apple and Dolly Parton. These were also nines in disguise that we looked at. Um, also, and if you want to get typed, check us out at anygrammar.com. David. And then Miss Kristen, do you have any plugs? Or David, too? Yeah, Kristen, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Okay, what's yeah. your website and all that? Uh, inkstoryrebel.com is where I have um, dream interpretation offerings and other fun stuff. You can see the Enneagram trifix drawings up there. Uh, I think that's about it. Kristen also designed the logo for my website. There's like mm -hmm. four or five iterations of my cat <laughs> by. <laughs> Miss Kristen, yeah. the cutest logo ever. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. yeah Did you build good. that with uh, WordPress or Squarespace? Squarespace. Hmm. It's good looking. Yeah, it's decent. <laughs> Thanks, uh, guys. I always like how when we call on a nine to do a plug, they're like, huh, me, what? <laughs> <laughs> Wake up from the nap. <laughs> Trifix tri booklet. You all know it, love it, but probably want to buy another one just for the hell of it. Yeah. Yeah, have just two. Because, yeah. For your Valentine's. Because you want to have two PDFs, you know, that are the exact same file. <laughs> uh, they want to do it for, because they want to show their support and allegiance. That's it. Yeah. So. Only true David lovers have more than one copy. Yeah. I mean, but, show me some family. I need to and, learn what family is. <laughs> yeah. oh, should also order your, your leggings on Etsy. <laughs> That's right. DG leggings for that special. So you can lady. have David between your legs. <laughs> if you can have famously I bad was... products that you'll never <laughs> regret owning, I was that are commemorated. There. Yeah. One of a kind leggings designed by David himself. I was. Uh, I won't mention one of the design ideas that I decided not to do on this. <laughs> leggings uh, yeah I'll, I'll just leave that out for now yeah <laughs> call into the it's... love line with your ideas for leggings <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, they're so bad that they're so good yeah really that's that's <laughs> a selling point that's it <laughs> they're so unique yeah. uniquely terrible unique. that they're amazing <laughs> okay i was gonna say i was trying to uh write down my dreams this week <laughs> Yay! I was I was scrolling through my notes section, and there's so many parts where you could tell I fell back to sleep while writing <laughs> because yep. it's just like hip and bit a bit a bit like it's just gibberish. And then I come back to while I'm writing. Uh, it's really funny to look at. I hadn't I looked at them until just now. I hate <laughs> that thing great. that happens where I'm like I'm remembering the dreams. Like okay, I'm gonna write that down. Oh, and then no. five minutes goes by. It's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I literally remember having a dream, waking up, being like, I need to write that down, rolling over to get my phone. And it was two hours later and I had no memory of the dream. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like for me, I just um, as soon as I wake up, I just start writing it down. Like because I get a feeling maybe I don't like remember all of it, but I get a feeling for it. Mm -hmm. And then I just start I start writing it down right away. Is it like a, a on pen paper? type deal you do no i i do it on my notes on my phone i could not do pen and paper at my hand would never at that early well what's like for the past year now because i've gotten into this i actually like i'll write it down first on notes 
and then I'll write it down pen and paper later because oh. I like write out what I think about it, like going through mm. that process. <clears throat> so it's like repeating the same dream like a hundred times because then I also mm-hmm. talk about it and oh god, um, yeah, I know. <laughs> so so it's like I'm doing nothing but That's consuming sleeping. dreams. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, did well, people br- how's everyone did, doing? I was going to say, yeah, did people bring me dreams? Is that what we're doing? Oh, I I brought some dreams, huh? <laughs> okay. I guess we're getting into it today. Yay. <laughs> what are we doing today? Kristen's back to do uh dreams, baby. Dreams. More dreams. Are we going to we're going to share dreams with you and you're going to like psychoanalyze yes. us and shit? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're doing. Welcome to Big Hormone Any <laughs> <laughs> Okay, wait, wait, wait. Let's We're do it again. We're starting again. 40 minutes late. Yeah. Uh, 38 minutes late, actually. Because of you guys. Yeah. Oh, right. David. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least David is nice and refreshed and will be participating a lot. I don't know yeah. about that. <laughs> Just woke up. It's vulnerable. morning time. <laughs> he's got it's the pretty- camera on, but he's in the dark. Yeah, that's that makes a whole lot of sense. That's promising. That's promising. Uh, until I actually lived with a nine, I didn't realize, like, that thing where they can just fall asleep is just it's, <laughs> it's so true and it's fucking frustrating brian just folds up like a little pressed pretzel and just goes to sleep is there such a thing as a nine with insomnia is that a thing no can we can we find a nine who can't i'm not go to convinced sleep? that Question. would exist <clears throat> i think they'd probably kill themselves i can't imagine yeah. it'd last very long there's gotta be if there's a nine out there with insomnia hit up the love yeah, line please write in uh, let we us need to know, know. <laughs> You can't sleep. Also, may peace be with you. Also, <laughs> they're, they're so, about to kill somebody. Sorry they're, for your loss. Miserable existence. Yeah, yeah a nine that can't sleep. Serial killers. A nine that can't sleep is Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yep. That's what happened. This explains a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh god, yeah, no, the relationship between nine and sleep is just unbelievable to me. <laughs> <laughs> There's even just like I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna know exactly. You know, it's funny. <laughs> It's funny because, like, this is obviously the water I swim in, right? So it's like I do not notice and thought it was totally normal. And then when I got with John, when we first got together, he just could not stop commenting on, like, different nineness. He's like, we're such a body type. You just make so many little sounds. You're just always so sleepy. Like, what, is, what kind of existence have you led this whole time that you're so shocked by comfort? Yeah, she's, she'll, like, you know, like, grunt, like, when she's just grumpy or something, you know, just, mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. little body noises. Um, but, yeah, I mean, even, like like, going to sleep is a thing, you know? It's like... Wind down time is like an intimate mm-hmm. time just to be together. Um, <laughs> intimate time. Cuddle time. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's a sacred I mean, time. Wind down. Yeah, it's like I'll just read next to her and that's like intimacy when she falls yeah. asleep. Yeah. I had to explain Close. to Brian. Oh, the animal presence. <laughs> <laughs> I had to explain to Brian that sleeping isn't a coping mechanism. I had to literally lay it out as to why that's not a coping mechanism. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. It is a mechanism you, but, that they're you know. using. <laughs> If I could take a nap, I'm having a good day. That's that's a good day. I'm relaxed and I'm I'm stress free and I can actually nap. <laughs> it's a rare day when I can nap. Me too. Body wisdom. Stress actually brings on naps for me. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all just will fall asleep standing up. You're like, I'm too stressed. Goodbye. And it's seriously like it's autonomic. I mean, it's in your body. Like like things are bad, it's like, oh man, I just I have to take a nap now. I mean it's, it's like, like it's like shit is going down. I'm like activate, let's go. And David's like, time for time I to know. shut down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, no no no. Activate is not what I do when things are stressful. No, 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 no. It is power down. You know, but cats? then okay. then you're just gonna wake up from your nap and it's gonna be more stressful. I don't no. understand. This seems no. like everything self sabotage. Everything's going to magically be better. Yeah, because everyone else fixes it for you. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, right. Everyone handles David's issues. You just you just fucking like oh wait, I, I met well. This is like triggering shit for my three self over here. <laughs> yeah, I had good intentions. I well. well, I do some intricate work in my dream world oh my god <laughs> hey, burn you alive hey, on your mattress when you can you, you sleep? turn yeah. turn yours up just a smidge you're a little bit lower than everybody else oh turn it up okay yeah oh, just a little bit point? yeah on the thing just a little bit 
Everybody solves David's problems for him. That's why there are no problems. <laughs> Wasn't it New Orleans where I, there were some How's days that? I was sleeping 14 hours or something? Oh, yeah. Crazy. Yes. Crazy. Oh, my Jeez. God. Yeah. And yeah. you were the, like, you had that room that was like, you had to get through your room to get into like the main part of the house. Right. Oh, yeah, hearing, yeah, yeah. I wasn't hearing just, any of that. And you were just snoring so, so powerfully. <laughs> <laughs> the power. <laughs> Sleep power. It was I, like... Uh, it was like a volcano of snoring, you know? It was like <laughs> the earth itself was snoring. Yeah. It was, I was like, what is going And then I was like, you know, like, don't, don't, wake, don't wake David. But then it, we'd like, <laughs> like knock something yeah, yeah. over and be oh, like, no. oh, he's. <laughs> no, I, I don't wake up for thunderstorms and stuff. No. I mean, yeah, Brian wild. sleeps through like fire alarms. Yeah. I'm actually planning on getting a, a tattoo in honor of him sleeping. <laughs> it's gonna be a blobfish. <laughs> oh, Nancy, you never really talked to us about the move. I mean, that's a big deal. Oh it's time, my it's, god, it's time for you to to spiel. Yeah, oh, god, it's been such a fucking shit show, dude. What happened to going to Finland? Yeah, just yeah, flopped. What happened oh. to everything? Is a great question. Answer all the questions now. Go. <laughs> yeah, because okay, you were gonna um, talk about your dreams, and this is gonna be a factor. Yeah, yeah. it will. Be. Yeah, this it is be just gonna be like. One big all, therapy session. Yeah, this so. yeah. is all the time. That's always, fine, because I can fucking use it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, where to begin, honestly? Um, Talk about your all, love for the Netherlands. Yeah, well, it all started when I realized the Netherlands was fucked up, dude. Um, mm. First of all, they've only been accepting immigrants from the States for 13 years, so they have no idea how to handle immigration. Like, no idea. So um, I, you know, was on a student visa, so it was okay, except it took me two months to get a student visa. So um, in the Netherlands, because they haven't been accepting um, immigration, immigrants, um, to have any ability to spend money anywhere other than Amsterdam, you have to have a, a, a Berger service number, which is like a, a, like a, a social security number. And Wait, you to get spend that. money? Yeah, like you can just get euros from a. You like can only use cash, but lots of places don't take cash. So, Mm. um, we couldn't spend money. We couldn't get a phone, uh, because they don't allow you to get a a phone without a server. That thing, um, which I can't fucking say. And um, uh, let's see. You can't get a train card. Um, you can't get anything, anything without this thing. So I got a student visa finally. And we were able to get a bank account, phones, all that stuff set up. It took literally two months. Um, it was like hell. We were literally just using Wi-Fi and euros. Wow. Um, and it was so fucking stressful, dude. And then Brian was trying to find a job. So he had been looking for a job. He left in July. He had been looking for a job since April of last year. Uh, they all told him he had to be in the country. Okay moves to the country early before me to look for a job. Now he's not getting any traction. And when I say that man applied to over 200 jobs, wow. no response. Literally no, not what? a single response. Damn. Because, um, because he has to say he's not legally allowed to work in the country. Because to get a job there, you have to have a visa. But to have a visa, you have to have a job. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, so that was like the circular thing he was in uh, for like two months, um, just over there. Like, and he has ninety days to do this, so we're at sixty days. Okay, um, when I start school, basically we're at sixty days for him. I have a Wait, visa why, on the way, why so does I'm he safe. Have, like, if ninety days is up, what happens? Uh, because you can have a tourist visa for ninety days. Oh, I see. Okay, you don't really have to apply for it. It's just kind of <clears throat> yeah, yeah, you know. You just have it. So 60 days hits. That was our timeline of, okay, now we start moving towards you opening your own business as a photographer because that's an option because they have the um, uh, American Netherlands Friendship Treaty, which allows Americans to open businesses in the Netherlands. Uh, Mind you, we are doing the work of lawyers. Lawyers do this for money. And we are just like researching on our own. So we've learned about this because there's no information when you go onto the Gemeente website, uh, which is like their courthouse system. 
there's no information in English. Yeah, okay. um, you have to hakalugi when you. What an ugly, ugly language! Yeah. Jesus, that's your gonna, entire language. I would I'm gonna hamenta the... Alexandra after this call. <laughs> <laughs> I would be sitting on the train, and they're just like, damn y'all, calm down. Um, so, um, mind you, all of this is happening while we are living with a 19-year-old. With Hell a yeah. She oh, yeah. does not clean up after her dog. Her dog shits in the house, pisses in the no house. Way. Her dog peed on our bed. What? She leaves food rotting in the refrigerator. Our house has black mold in every room. It has no insulation. We can't. Damn, afford... I didn't know you were suffering like this. Jesus. Yes. Oh I, I, it's like it's. It was so much that I didn't even want to talk about it because the second you talk about it, it becomes real. You know what yeah. I mean? Totally. Yeah. Yes. Um. And also, we couldn't talk about it because she was part of the problem. So mm-hmm. it's like she was always oh, there yeah. and she only went to school and I went to school. She was like attached to me like a little creature. Yeah. Oh, it was. Mm, was she, so was she Dutch? Um, yeah, kind of. But like she's traveled all over. She has super rich parents who hate her. Um, <laughs> I, right. mm, there, she has a lot of issues, too. Like she literally got this dog so that she wouldn't off herself. But she treats this dog like a doll. It's terrible. I literally left her note when we moved out. I left it two seconds before we moved out because I did not want to have this conversation in person because she's chaotic and mm. I don't know what she would do. Is she a seven? Uh, I, I don't know. I can't even begin to type that woman. She is so useless and she might be a nine, to be honest. Yeah, they're useless um, too. But I, left her a note. I left her a note that said, you have to get rid of your dog. Someone would love your dog and you cannot. Like, you have to get rid of her because she would just let her piss everywhere in the house. Like, she did not take care of this dog. It was Damn. so sad. And like leaving um, shit in the house? Just, yes. Yeah, just, and she wouldn't, she refused to clean it up. You she had just to let clean it sit. every better, single better. shit and piss. Yes. She, we Whoa. cleaned up every single one of those, of the, of the dogs. <laughs> That's a nightmare. So what the fuck? It is. And mind you, also, we lived in the middle of bumfuck nowhere. So it took me 15 minutes to bike to a train. The train was a 20 minute ride to the town that the school was in. And then it was a 15 minute walk to school. And then the school was a shit show. <clears throat> I literally wrote a three-page paper to the administration of the school telling them how bad they are at what they do and they were like why are you leaving we're so surprised i'm like oh i don't know Couldn't tell you. <laughs> obviously you didn't read my letter like good to know um they fully lied as to what this school was about and we had like a how, practical how, how, what? How so how, like, what was the lie and what was the reality so I went there to study. <laughs> Hydrate. I, yeah. I went there to study genetics and breeding. Okay. Um, I breeding. told them that I wanted to study genetics. I, ideally, not so much breeding, but genetics. But, you Human know, when breeding. you're an undergrad, you kind of take what you can. <laughs> Who um, doesn't want to study breeding? <laughs> breeding. I want to see your semen. Um, Dude, did get to see a lot of semen, which is great. but. Um, Horse semen, not human. Um, <laughs> the good kind. <laughs> Verify. Sure, Clarify. girl. Sure. <laughs> no, Brian and I were having zero sex at this point. It was bad. Um, oh, oh man. Yeah, that was yeah because the walls were so thin, it felt like you were like assaulting a child because you live <laughs> right next to a nineteen-year-old. It's like I can't, I can't have sex with you in the house. Like you small child. Like. Ah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the school basically was a business school in disguise. It was like a vocational school and it was an English program. And these students had maybe a fifth grade level understanding of English. Maybe the teachers would just switch into Dutch because oh. they didn't understand English. Like it was a joke of a school. Don't ever let anybody tell you that European schools are better than American schools because <laughs> it's a fucking joke over there. <laughs> I was livid. So, like, I literally had a meeting with my um, advisor, and I was like, you know, is there any way I can make this fit what I wanted to do more? And she basically told me, so, in year two and four, you have the ability to, like, go do, like, 
basically a job for 10 weeks or 20 weeks as like a placement as part of your study. And in the first, in the second year placement, which is the first placement you get, you have to be barn help, which is like, if you're not in the horse world to explain it to you, you are verbally abused every day as barn help. Like barn help is not a good job. You are verbally abused. You are put in dangerous situations every day. You're there at 5 a.m. until 8 p.m. Like it is a bad job. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that because I've already done that in my life. Like I don't. I did that as like from like 13 to 16. I don't need that. And they're like, well, you have to do it. That's part of your study program. And I'm like, says who? I'm literally paying you 11 grand to be here. I'm not going to fucking do barn help. So that was when I decided to drop. This is an anti barn help podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Don't ever be a, don't ever be a groom. Let me tell you, just don't ever be a groom. It's the worst job in the world. Um, for, (laughs) That sounds shitty, but like the only grooms that like stay grooms are people who need visas. Like mm. that's it. So that's when I decided to drop and we decided to look at other countries. And this whole time, Brian is trying to open his business in the Netherlands. They're not answering him. He has paid wow. them two thousand dollars. We still haven't gotten an answer. His deadline to get an answer was December twenty seventh. And we have no idea if he was allowed in the country. We have n- he didn't have a visa. He couldn't get health care. Like, mm. he was on my bank account. He was on my phone plan. Like, everything. They, wow. He had nothing. He was, we have no idea what was going on. They were just like, ah, we'll get to it. Like, the whole time. So, at the end of the day, like, our, our decision came down to, do we want to keep trying to get into Finland? Because in Finland, you cannot come over without a job. Like, Oh, so it's, even, it's not necessarily even better. No, but they will take immigrants. So, like, these jobs will take immigrants. They will sponsor yeah. you. Because it's a lot easier on the business side. Like, it doesn't put them in danger, basically. So... It is technically easier to get over to Finland, but you have to get a job and you have to have skills that they want. So we were applying for like a month to finish jobs and we got zero traction there too because we don't know Finnish. Uh, And Finnish is even worse than Dutch. Uh, Jesus. So we were like, do we want to keep pushing, knowing that at any point Brian could get kicked out of the country, knowing that we are hemorrhaging money right now because also we're paying fifteen hundred dollars to live in a house with no heat that has black mold in it or do we want to just go no uh, yeah no heat basically because the heating crisis the energy crisis over there is like shit Mm -hmm. oh right yeah 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 so we couldn't like our heat cost like minimal to keep it 14 to um like 58 degrees in the apartment or in the house um it cost us 700 euro a month what yeah like and that's like not during the night like it got down to like eight which is 40 at night in our house in our house and the story you were traumatized yeah uh we were like on suicide watch for our roommate like we were really terrified she was gonna off herself because you guys were moving she was gonna off herself wow yeah like she was not stable and she's tried to reach out and i'm like no Mm-mm. Yeah, that you are not my problem. Damn, this was a nightmare from all fucking angles. It was awful. I mean, it was awful, and it was one of those things that it was like we had been planning this for three years. It turned out so fucking terribly, and it's like, do we want to admit while we're in that situation how terrible it is, or do we want to mm-hmm. just keep pushing? Right. And yeah. we, Brian and I finally had like a sit down talk over Christmas where we were like, this is not sustainable yeah yeah like it was so it was so bad that we just like crumpled in january like we cannot anymore oh it took like everything in us to even try i think i think the lesson here is u s a but that's King the America. worst fucking part it's like we thought it was gonna be like yeah we didn't think it was gonna solve all of our problems let's be very clear like we knew it was gonna be hard but it's like Man, we thought there was something better out there. And, like, yeah, I think there probably yeah. still is. But, like, as a U.S. citizen, 
it's so hard to get somewhere else. And I'm sure people feel the same way about immigrating to the U.S. Anybody who fucking immigrates and is successful with it, kudos to you, because I could not. I mean, mm-hmm. it, is the, it is the toughest thing I will ever do, by far. Um, to, I don't, it's upsetting to like come back and be like, well, this is the best we've got now. Yeah. And like now we have to come back to like the politics. Mm-hmm. Like now we have to worry about guns again because Richmond City. <laughs> yep. And it's like, you know, it was so nice to like if men like tried to aggress at me, I could be like, yeah, I know you're not going to do shit. You don't have a pistol on you. Like, what are you going to do? Right. And like now here I have to worry about it again because like Richmond City. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah that's got to suck. Three years of looking forward to something and then it's just like an absolute fucking disaster and truly it was like five years of savings just down the drain i mean it was like twenty thousand dollars dude damn just down the fucking drain so yeah well what about them dreams (laughs) (laughs) don't don't go for your dreams the worst you can do is shoot for the stars and then you can land on the moon or you shoot for the stars and then you end up floating through space no sorry type 3 I'm not talking about your aspirations (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking about your literal dreams (laughs) (laughs) no we got a bunch of nines on this call (laughs) we're talking about being sleepy yeah (laughs) oh let's talk about dreams oh I got some good ones yeah so we want to hear about your dreams now that you've shared your trauma with us (laughs) oh yeah I got some good ones yeah, actually, did you have any dreams during, I'm assuming some of your dreams have been during all that time? It could be yeah. cool to see how that ties all in. So do you have okay. any, like, uh, Netherlands disaster dreams for us? Uh, I actually couldn't sleep for, like, five to eight days straight. I don't really remember. Damn. Um, yeah. That makes sense. Because I was just, um, yeah, so I couldn't sleep for a long, long time. Um, so I don't have any specific dreams from, like, when I was in the Netherlands. But my dreams have been going bonkers since I got back. Um, like, nonstop. Oh, well, you can't see. But there's a lot of dreams. <laughs> Give us the I, best one. The yeah, I can just go one. with the most the recent, most which includes well, a behetti. Kristen. Kristen. Oh, let's you, do that. Yeah. What would you recommend she start with? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Sequential you, order. in charge of this call, Kristen. Go. Yeah, even <laughs> sequential oh, order God. or whatever comes up or what? Um, yeah, I, don't, I think... You'd probably feel which one felt like the most, um, like it's hitting on something, uh, if that makes sense. Like you'll feel the, the most one. Yeah, you'll feel the most profound one when you're looking at them. The one that hurts the most. I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> so I think I'm gonna go with the one with the beheading. Oh yeah, yes. that sounds great. Yes. Uh, yeah, um, people getting uh, capital punishment is often in my dreams, actually. It's hmm. a pretty okay. common one. Uh, but it's always really, like, jarring when it happens. And, like, I'm not used to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, it's kind of comical because of how ridiculous it is. So, um, basically, me and my best friend that is in Richmond, um, we were framed for murder and we got arrested and we i don't know what happened to the trial fuck a trial right and so we were just uh sentenced to be beheaded and so we were waiting in the jail cell to be beheaded it was like 20 minutes before we were set to die (laughs) and we found a well i i found a grate in the floor and like was like we can escape so we like climb through the grate and like go into the woods um, and we have to split up because they're looking for two of us. Right. So we have to split up. Um, and so now I'm left alone in the woods and they're very much like a, an American woods. Like I spent a lot of time growing up in like the East Coast woods. So it's mm-hmm. like all these oak trees and like I'm very familiar with it, but I couldn't. Like, I have a lot of survival skills, but I couldn't think of any of them in the moment. Um, And that was really stressful to me because I was like, I've been planning my whole life for this moment. (laughs) Just survive in the woods as a self-prez. And Mm -hmm. I can't think of any of my skills. I don't know how to make a fire. I don't know how to do anything. So I'm just, like, running through the woods. I don't even know where I am, which I'm like, I should know where I am. 
Um, and that was really disturbing to me um, in the dream, which honestly, in a real life situation, I probably wouldn't be able to think of anything anyway. But it was really disturbing to me. So I was running through the woods and it was pouring rain. It was really cold. So I was like, I'm going to get hypothermia if I don't fix this situation that I'm in. Um, so I like found shelter in like a dead log. Now like crawl out when the rain stops and there's a fucking sheriff sitting there. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> um, cause I had just hidden from like this ultra marathon that was being run in these woods. Like I was like, Ooh, gotta hide. Um, cause they're looking for me. So I hid in this dead log, come out when they're gone, come out when the rain stops and there's a fucking sheriff sitting there. And the sheriff is in like the uniform. That's my hometown sheriff uniform. Like I'm very, <laughs> I know what they wear. Um, and he's just like, well, Hey there, little lady, like real Southern <laughs> and like trying to be like good cop with me. And he's like, you know, I know you didn't do nothing wrong. Like, really weird Southern dad vibe. Like, it was a really strange interaction. I don't remember what he said after that. But he basically convinced me to come back and die. Um, <laughs> Get your head cut off? I don't know why. And so I go, and he was alone. So it's like, I could have taken him. I don't know why I didn't fight this. And so I go back to now an outdoor cell that's like a Lincoln Logs line <laughs> cell, like <laughs> the most ridiculous cell you can think of. And it's outside. And Hunter, my best friend, comes in. So they caught him too. And he comes in. And so we're sitting there and we're like waiting to be beheaded. And he's like, by the way, I did murder those people. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch, Hunter. And I was like, Hunter, what the fuck? Like, I got so mad at him. And anytime anybody I know really well shows up in my dreams, they're always terrible humans in my dreams. Like, every time. No one is ever good in my dreams. Um, so I've actually had multiple bad dreams about this particular friend, and he's always so insulted. But anyway, so he tells me this, and then he's like, beheads himself. So no one was around. He didn't let he didn't confess to anyone except me. And then he just cuts off his own head. And in Damn. the most bizarre way, he like takes this caution sign, this triangle caution sign and like <laughs> ties it to a rope around his neck and just throws it in a circle and it somehow beheads him. It is the That's most awesome. ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> and I watched it happen Jesus. and then they carried his body away and I was like, "Great. Now I'm here knowing that I didn't do it. He did it." And to prove my innocence, they were like, well, if you can do this jigsaw puzzle, you can prove your innocence. Wow. I suck at puzzles. <laughs> I am horrible at puzzles. And I know this about myself. Um, and that was where the dream ended. Oh, mm. I love it. I love it so much. Chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Wow. <laughs> oh my god well okay do i even have to like first explain how much that mirrors like actual stuff yes, that's going uh, yes on? Like, did because you to hear... me it sounds like complete chaos right right and like the whole um i've noticed with threes and their dreams have a lot of like um competency challenges oh um, really yeah oh, that's that, interesting right that it's like there's certain um like symbols or imagery that that are obviously like some kind of game or or competency like a test of one's competency basically um so it's interesting like how much that frustrates uh, like a, a competency type it's interesting yeah. to see that yeah that does happen um, a lot in my dreams actually right and so i think i probably want to ask like, because you've mentioned this friend is multiple, like in multiple dreams. What exactly? Who are they, and what they mean to you? Um, they are probably one of my best friends. Mm. Um, we his name's Hunter. We haven't been friends for that long of a time, but it's been a very meaningful friendship. So, uh, we climb together, and to climb to do the kind of climbing that we do, you have to have like a really like you have to like mind meld is what we call mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. 
because it's lead climbing, you take the rope up with you. We have to catch each other if we fall. Like it's a very dramatic kind of climbing. Um, mm. So like our, most of our friendship is built on us doing that together. Um, so it kind of got us very close very quickly. And um, we spend like at least part of pretty much every day hanging out. Like we've, we've hung out for like 36 days straight <laughs> at times. Mm -hmm. So we're just like very close. We get each other very well. Um, he's like Hunter's best friend or Brian's best friend um, for the guys who were at the wedding. He was the guy who did the dance with Brian, who he's mm. completely mm -hmm. gay for. Oh, that <laughs> oh, yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. Hunter's also very much into my husband. Uh, he doesn't know it. He's totally bi. He doesn't know it, but he is. It's, to the listener, it sounds like Nancy's just joking, but no, no, no. We were all like, not. "What's going on? <laughs> What's happening?" Everyone thought He's... that he was gonna fuck my husband at the end of the night, and honestly, he probably thought about it. You don't know He's if a... he hasn't already. He's a bi-directional I mean, hunter. He did stay at his house yeah. one night, so I'm. Y'all just need to be a, a throuple. Hunter's hot. I'll take him. Like he's got pretty blue eyes. I'll take him. <laughs> See how easy you are now. <laughs> okay. Um okay, so it's like probably someone that you I I like the climbing aspect because it is like a trust kind of thing, someone that mm -hmm. you trust a lot. Um the beheading thing is interesting. Um cuz specifically to be beheaded um requires that you know, removal of the head center, if you even want to think about it that way, that it's tr like your dreams trying to tell you that like something has to happen. The ego thinks and is, is equating it to something extremely violent. And it's going to be something that you've relied on for a while, but everyone in the dream is trying to tell you it's okay. It just has to happen. But the ego is constantly fighting. Even the person that you trust the most is saying, like, we got to do this. I did it. You got to do it. So it's like the unconscious is demanding. Really yeah, the, the, the unconscious is demanding something from the ego to sacrifice. Like, it's trying to get you to sacrifice something, but the ego's like, fuck no, I can't do that, you know? Um, so that's why I think it's interesting that it's specifically ahead, because it's going to be something that either a way of thinking that you've always um, relied on, it's going to be. Like you think of, you know, um, masculine ideas a lot of the time. It's it's like this kind of way of relating to the world that is linear, straightforward, face value. Like that's what you kind of want to associate with head area things. Um, so can you kind of um, go back to like specifically with the beginning where it was set and where it ends up uh like before we escaped prison um like where did the like where's the setting of the dream in the beginning it w it started so i don't have a specific setting before we ended up in like the jail cell okay like it's but that's where it started is the jail cell that's what i'm yeah i like, think so okay. there might have been um, something before that but i don't remember it because i i think like when you're breaking down a dream where you start is going to be one of the biggest like indicators of what this is pertaining to. So I know you've said before about like your dreams are oftentimes places where you're stuck. Um, and so when you think of the beginning right, Kristen, of- I need you to stop yeah. listening to me so closely. That's really I like, rude. Sorry, I, I remember things really well. No, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so like when you're- um, when you're in a jail cell, like you have to think that's like the biggest place and symbol that is like you cannot leave at all. You're you're literally stuck. So it's I'd want to know like where this stuckness even comes from within you. Like, is it something of your own? Obviously, it's your own entrapment, you know, um, that there's a lot of blame in the dream, too, of like who did it and who put you there and stuff like that. So it's like trying to look for the outside source of something that is actually happening internally if that makes sense yeah that makes a lot of sense <laughs> okay 
I know you're probably going to hate me. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you just make me feel emotions. and yeah, That's I the point. I love that. That's the point. She's going to um, think about that one for a couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, I can't, that's why I can't answer that for you. I don't know you personally as to, like, what that looks like within you. But I can imagine for a three, and especially for competency, self-preservation, stuff like that, like, a lot of, especially that moment in the woods where you're like feeling disturbed over your competency for self-preservation needs, like what you're relying on, how you're surviving, that whole part, like as you're talking about it, which is one of the good things about talking about your dream is like, you can hear yourself say like how disturbed you're being over something. And even just listening to you talk about all of the stuff that happened um, in the Netherlands, like you felt extremely disturbed talking about even just like the money, like yeah. the amount, like this self-preservation need for survival, all of your, what's going on in your house, well, apartment and all of that stuff is just something that is basic survival and how, if I don't know how to navigate this, then how do I survive it? Mm -hmm. Um, it's also interesting, I've noticed in my own dreams, like police, and I know you, you mentioned like uh, capital punishment and stuff like that. That's like huge six area, huge inner authority <laughs> area. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So when police show up, it's like that's your own inner authority coming and also trying to tell you like, hey, this, you got to do this. You know, you're, the ego's like, why, why would I, you know, I don't get it. Um, but it's, it's like every aspect of the dream is trying to get you to make the sacrifice, trying to get you to see something differently, to associate with something differently. And you're, you're just constantly either fearing it, trying to slip away from it. Like you use the word escape. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that it's, I, I'm, I'm trying to think too about like the traffic cone thing. Um, because even traffic cones, I mean, you can think of, like, that's a way to basically... Well, it's actually a caution sign. Okay, caution specific. sign. Specific. If you want to be specific, right. I don't know. Yes, I would want to be specific, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, caution signs are meant to, like, direct people in a certain place. Like, direct movement. Um and it's a universal sign to direct movement, so that's interesting, too. Like, it's something that you could be, I guess, incorporating into this whole dream of, like, every single little symbol is going to point you into some kind of direction. Um, like, even a forest. A forest is usually or typically related to the unconscious because it's a lot of hidden energy and a lot of, um, like... You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know how far it goes, stuff like that. Um, well, to, just a thought that came to me, just um, to go back to where the sheriff showed up. And like that, mm -hmm. it, uh, that's like six territory telling my ego that I need to do this. Yeah. Um, it just occurred to me that there was nothing in between how he got, like there was nothing, no information about how he got me to go back. And it's interesting to me that, like, it's almost like the six was just like, shut up, don't think about it, and just do it. Right. Well, and, and like, was, you can't think about it because then you won't do it. Even, even the hometown, like, the outfit that he was wearing, you know, like, that's, uh, is that this, where you are now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's like the yeah. actual county that I'm in. Right. Because that, I mean, the aspect of home and what that means to you too like if he's wearing something that you identify with being at home like oftentimes you know your unconscious will put little symbols in there of what the ego will associate with home but even just the concept of home like what that means to you because i'm sure obviously that's going to be a huge thing that you're thinking of um during this time so even your concept of that needs you to sacrifice something in order to to be on its side or to understand it better, if that makes sense. Yeah, a, a little. Mm -hmm. Because it's easier for me to like have the dream in front of me so I can like hit yeah. it. So 
excuse me if I forget things a lot of the time. It's okay. That's Um, okay. (laughs) uh, But because it was really long, but I and very weird. (laughs) (laughs) But it's still like it mirrors so much because what I would want to really focus on is are those feelings that you're having during it that there's a feeling of panic. There's a feeling of something being asked of you that you don't want to do. There's a feeling of blaming. Um, And all of these feelings are mirroring what you're going through right now. Um, And so identifying where the feelings, because I think what our egos typically want to do is when we have these dreams is basically identify with everything that the ego is going through in the dream. Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. they shouldn't have killed me and they shouldn't have, you know, (laughs) sentenced me off to do this thing. But, you know, there's no point then in in looking at the dream that the feelings, though, are definitely true. It's just where are you putting them externally and where are they actually coming from internally? So, like, what are you actually blaming for all of this to go wrong? And what is, like, actually to look at within yourself of, like, why you're even blaming something in the first place? Mm. Interesting. It's ugly. Yeah, because yeah. uh, um, the therapist I was seeing when I was in the Netherlands, we did uh, a little bit. I didn't get to see her for too long because once I moved, she couldn't, like, she can't do therapy for me when I'm in the States. Um. Mm. But we did a lot of work around like dealing with uh, that blame of like, this isn't, you know, what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's interesting that you bring that up because there was a lot of like, you know, what do I do with this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we didn't well, get I an think, answer. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, I think that's kind of where the whole sacrificial element comes in to this dream is like it's it's asking something from you that you probably don't want to like a direction you don't really want to go in now Mm -hmm. depending on what that is for you like i don't i don't know if you're someone that like definitely just hides all feeling and anger or or rather like you hide the feeling or the true feeling but you express the anger Mm -hmm. um like it could be that that it's like there's feelings that really need to be felt um a sense of defeat maybe i mean because i'm not a core three but i can imagine core threes having a, a thing with defeat especially because of the game at the end i like totally forgot even to mention the puzzle <laughs> like if it's the you know the number one thing you know you can't do and yet they're forcing you to do it that's huge like that's um like admitting defeat in a way or mm-hmm. or really trying to understand like like that that whole part even just sounds like the unconscious being a trickster sort of thing like oh here yeah. you go do this thing that you know <laughs> you thing that fucking you know suck, you at. suck at <laughs> yeah exactly. experience experience this awful feeling right exactly yeah yeah and that's yeah. a lot of dreams will i mean like i don't want to make them all seem pretty simple but sometimes it is just like there are some big feelings that you're not willing to admit like if you were to admit that you're defeated with all of mm-hmm. this, like with everything you went through, with everything you had to do, um, every like aspect that kind of crumbled. Uh, if there was a part of you that just needed to say like, fuck, I'm, I, I fucked up, mm-hmm. you know, like, is that something that's horrible to you? Is that something that's like for there to be a beheading and a sacrifice? Like it's going to be something big that you really don't want to admit or feel. Mm-hmm. Because the obviously the ego's like this is the worst fucking way for this to happen, or the, or this is the worst thing to ask of me. That's probably what what it wants you to do yeah. or feel. Yeah, no, that tracks. <laughs> that makes Sorry. sense. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's, <laughs> Look, I yeah, wouldn't be on this podcast right if I if I didn't <laughs> if I wasn't okay with this. <laughs> okay. uh, how are you, you know, How are you feeling in response to it? Ah, really sad. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the power of dream work. Um, Nancy, do you think there is something really powerful that you tried to do it and did do it? Mm-hmm. Like the, the, the circumstances that caused it to not work out were not within your ability or your control. You still did a lot of like really strong individuation, um, individuation and a really like strong amount of output. Mm-hmm. That's like huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And it's all part of like the learning process, you know, like you're going to learn from it no matter what. It's not something that you just, you know, give up on or, or say like it never happened or whatever. Like it's always going to be somewhere integrated somewhere within you. Yeah. What's coming up for you, Nancy? I feel like I really have to face failure. Yeah, like I um, just feel like I failed, and I don't think I'm wrong in saying that. You know, I think a lot of people, their gut reaction is like to say that, oh, you didn't fail. But we did. And um, it's something we've been working towards for a long time, so. And it's like, was kind of our worst fear. Uh, so it's just a big emotion. What do you think, um, like, like, what started to kind of come into view as you've started to feel the failure or feel the sense that Netherlands wasn't going to work out. Like, what's kind of been, what's kind of been up for you as that's happened? Um, it's a bit hard to put into words, but it's almost like a, um, like a meaninglessness of actions. Mm-hmm. Like things don't matter. Like I put a lot of um, weight into this. Like um, I don't know something into this this move like it was going to be the thing right and it's like i know logically that there isn't going to be one thing that does it that fixes it that makes life great but i hoped it would get me closer so yeah i guess just coming to the realization that actions don't mean much what was the like when you're saying the thing like what what do you mean the thing what does that mean for you? Um, it always feels like I'm not in the place I should be or I'm not doing the thing that I should be doing. Mm-hmm. So I thought this might get me closer to feeling like I'm in the place I should be. Is it kind of like uh, related to a sense of like being who you should be or, you know, like doing what is most like in line with your your inner self or... Yeah, there's like a bit of authenticity, like um, the ability to f- be fully authentic and uh, like com- complete the task or mm. like be in a place that like, and there's like a bit of that homesickness that's like self prized homesickness mm. for something that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like a mix of a few things. Mm-hmm. And what is it? Like, what has it meant for your relationship with Brian? Has it been, like, difficult with him? Or has it made you guys stronger? Or, like, where's kind of, where are you at right now? I know it's not, like, finished, so it's an evolving sure. process. Um, It definitely made us stronger, actually. We both said at the end, like, the week before we left, we were really proud of us as a couple. Because we really were just on the same page. Like, every single move we made, we were on the same page. And, like... As a newly married couple, I think it was nice to see that at the end of the day, when shit is truly hitting the fan, we've got each other's backs. Mm-hmm. And that was really cool to see. Like, uh, I think I've, like, fell in love with them all over again in, like, the worst situation possible. But, yeah. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. That's an accomplishment. Yeah, <laughs> we constantly we would look at each other like every night we would be like I wouldn't want to do this with anyone else that is another soul on this planet I would be able to make this through make it through this with I'm, I'm not trying to uh, diminish what you went through or try to like put a cherry on top or anything but I mean it does seem like on some level there's like a failure in the outer world but a kind of gain on the inner world mm-hmm. you know in terms of love and intimacy and like you know you're staying home like it's not in the netherlands and it's not in richmond but it's in that guy sleeping on your couch (laughs) (laughs) sleeping anywhere